On today's episode of Relative Currency, I would say I, I did invest in a lot of the ICOs and that did help me gain a lot. Um, probably the biggest problem I've ever had with crypto is bringing other people in during that time around 2017, around uh, the ICO craze. Uh, I was a little worried that uh, people would take unnecessary risks. Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a while. We're chatting about financial things, we're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks, and loans, financial literacy. It'll be that and so much more on Relative Currency. currency fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of relative currency i'm your host frank i'm here with one of my other co-hosts treffin paul i'm really excited to bring him on the show he's my first cousin um we haven't really connected in a long time but we had talked on facebook about doing uh, a podcast doing something and we're, i'm so excited that we're actually bringing this to fruition um welcome to the show treffin paul uh, introduce yourself to the listeners. Let them know where you're living, what you do. Just get them acclimated with who you are. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Trefton Paul Galliard. I'm uh, from San Antonio, Texas. And right now I'm living in Beijing, China. And uh, what I do in Beijing is I'm a teacher. So I teach uh, full time, but uh, I also volunteer for an organization called the Rotary. So I, I do uh, volunteer work. I'm the president currently of the Rotaract organization in Beijing. And uh, I also invest in cryptocurrencies and I own a small bar in Beijing also. Man, that is that is that is pretty, pretty cool. So let's just jump right into that. You said, you know, you're, you're in cryptocurrency. I know for a lot of Americans, um, you know, cryptocurrency wasn't even a thing until maybe like two couple, two or three years ago. People kind of started getting a buzz on Bitcoin. I know from our previous conversations, you were in cryptocurrency uh, well in advance of that. Can you talk about maybe when you got into cryptocurrency and, and, and just what the climate was um, around cryptocurrency when you got in, 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 in China and, and kind of how things are going now with where cryptocurrency is? Oh, wow. Okay. So... I knew about Bitcoin about the time when it came out in 2009. I didn't know how to purchase it, and I didn't have a good enough computer to mine it at the time. So it was something that I looked at. I never, I guess, thought that it would get to the prices that it was at now, but I know around 2011, I had, I was ready to graduate from university, and I kind of had more financial freedom because of uh, an incident that had at my, happened at my job where we had a settlement. So I kind of received a large sum of money at the time, uh, at least large for me at the time. And uh, I made a Coinbase account, and Coinbase was uh, Coinbase was probably the most reliable way for me to get into crypto at that time. But prior to Coinbase, there was a website, I can't remember the name, but it was called Collectible Tokens. And I had to use a credit card to purchase uh, Bitcoin. And I purchased Bitcoin and Litecoin on the website. And I think the credit card fees were extremely high. So it wasn't really as efficient as uh, Coinbase was. And 
as soon as I purchased, uh, I think I purchased about 2,000 USD worth of Bitcoin at the time. And again, that was a lot of money for me. And Bitcoin went down. <laughs> um, but I continued to invest and I moved to China. And when I moved to China about 2012, 2013, uh, I continued to save money and I continued to put my savings into Bitcoin. And it didn't keep dropping. It kind of fluctuated and things like that. Uh, and I wasn't really aware of um, crypto investments in China because prior to the time I had arrived, I heard that Bitcoin was actually banned. Uh, and uh, this is kind of the story about China. Bitcoin is uh, it's been banned before. It's been unbanned. And currently right now, exchanges are banned from offering Bitcoin in exchange for RMB or vice versa. So. Uh, exchanges are banned in China right now. So there are no exchanges in China. And uh, around 2017, uh, China was very, very crazy about ICOs. And as you know, when you look at most of the projects and stuff that uh, are currently alive in blockchain projects and crypto projects, a lot of them are Chinese. Binance is one of uh, those Chinese projects that started from the Chinese ICO craze. And uh, Binance, as you know, uh, is the number one exchange right now uh, in the crypto world, I'd say. And I would say I, I did invest in a lot of the ICOs, and that did help me gain a lot. Um, probably the biggest problem I've ever had with crypto is bringing other people in during that time around 2007 around uh, the ICO craze, uh, I was a little worried that uh, people would take unnecessary risks. Uh, I'd say I, the ICO craze was a, it was a good time to make money, but it was also a bad time for people who wanted to speculate, and people did lose a lot of money, um, and some of my friends did. Um, I personally made more than I lost, and I did lose some also in the end, but uh, I played it safe, and some people did not know how to play it safe. I'd say. Man, that's 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 that was good. That was man, that was some knowledge, man. Thank you for sharing that. I think you know, you know, I won't. I don't really. I mean, my thing is, the 2017 thing was so it was it was a mania, you know, with the whole purchasing. But yeah. I, I think it's amazing. I and I want to give you credit, full credit for being and, and understanding Bitcoin and looking at it because I remember myself looking at Bitcoin in in maybe 20 after the Mount Gox crash in 2014 and I dismissed it like oh yeah it's not a thing because it was like oh yeah there's you know all this you know virtual currency was in this exchange and it crashed and then I kind of saw it I was like oh well I guess it's not a thing so I mean to me I guess the question I want to ask you is I mean we're 10 years in since the first you know since the Genesis block has been mined of Bitcoin is there yeah. anything that could de we, we're not going to get into the ICOs because some of those projects as you said are very speculative and, and, yeah. and things like that but as far as Bitcoin just Bitcoin 10 years later do you see anything slowing it down from maybe I don't, I'm not even asking for a particular price point but do you think there's anything that would be like Bitcoin doesn't exist it's going to go to zero is there anything that you see now after um, being in it for so long, longer than most people in general, um, what what do you see for the future of Bitcoin? I would say the only thing that would personally derail me from it is a replacement. If there was something else that replaced Bitcoin as a store of value, and I don't see that happening in the next 10 or 20 years. So I, I see Bitcoin still being around, and I see the 
I see its importance continuing to rise, and I see more people catching on, and I see adoption catching on uh, in the years to come. So let me ask you this question. So there are people that are listening to this, and they're like, this is the first time they've ever heard about Bitcoin. It's, it's still... It's, it's past early adoption, but it's still not certainly at, at, at a main adoption phase. What would you tell people who are thinking about investing in cryptocurrency right now? Um, would you tell them to invest? And if you if so, what percentage of their portfolio would you say they should uh, put into cryptocurrency or, you know, or Bitcoin in particular? Um, I'd say five percent, maybe not even that much. Um, I I'd say look at investing in crypto at a pretty good price. Um, if you can put in a hundred USD a year in there, do that. Um, you'd be surprised with the kind of returns that you get on that. If you can save a hundred a year, do something like that. I remember, I remember when Bitcoin was at 200 USD and someone gave the advice, put in like $10 at the time. Um, had you put in $10 when it was at 200, now it's at what, 10,000 today? Yeah, 10,000. Um, yeah, you would have been happy with that kind of investment. I, I think um, what's important, especially for Americans, and I've, I've actually not been back to the States in three years, um, but what's important for Americans is they need to learn how to save. And I know a lot of Americans don't. I know where I'm from, most of the people who I knew, they live from paycheck to paycheck. And I feel like if you can have the savings and start a savings, um, investing in cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin, is a safer bet and it's easier than investing in like traditional investments like stocks and bonds. You can't, well, as far as I don't know how to put 100 USD into stocks. I don't believe anybody would ever, they would roll their eyes if I wanted to do that. I'm not going to make any money off of putting 100 USD into stocks, even if I can as easily as I could invest in Bitcoin off of crypto, off of Coinbase. No, I think that, man, that's a great point. I think, you know, um, you know, so listeners take, take that to heed, you know, like we are talking about different ways you can invest and save and, and cryptocurrency is, is, is a, is a non-correlated asset that gives you a entryway into investing. It's, it's not um, something that while, like you said, don't put everything in, but put something in potentially and it, it gives you some diversification and some savings. I think that's a great, um, you've made, you made a great point there. So, um, we're going to, we're going to, um, wrap up this episode, but like I said, I want to encourage everybody to continue to listen to us on iTunes, um, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher, all your other major podcasts. Um, if I didn't name it, it we're on there. Definitely check us out. Um, relative currency you can search for us on any of those major platforms find us there give us a rating please leave a comment leave feedback we we'd like five star ratings but we want we want you know five star ratings and honest feedback so you know uh we just we just want to continue to educate you on you know financial literacy on understanding that as, as, as Treff and Paul said, living paycheck to paycheck is not is not a lifestyle. That's something that you have to get out of if you really want to break the cycle. So we, we focus on that. So again, I want to thank you, uh, Treff, and you know for jumping on. Uh, you know, definitely going to do this again very soon. Um, again, just want to thank you um, for for jumping in. Thank you, the listeners, and we'll see everyone very soon on another episode of Relative Currency. Thank you for listening to Relative Currency. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms.